This is the Doctor, President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords. I am definitely a madman with a box. Anyone for Jilly, baby? I'm the Doctor. I'm 904 years old. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castabras. Hey, who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. Welcome to episode 47. Almost got it wrong. Did you? I had a moment there. What did you nearly say? 46? Yeah. Ah. Even though I checked with you before, literally moments before we started (laughs) recording, there was a moment in my mind where I'm like, it's 46. (laughs) Mind playing tricks. As usual. Yeah. Hope you guys are all good. How are you, buddy? Yes, very good, thanks. Yourself? I'm very well, thank you. It's really warm today. It's lovely. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's another cracking day. It's one of those... In England. In England, yeah, which is... um, I think it's the second week on the bounce. I think last week when we recorded, it was was beautiful outside and we were inside recording. I know, yeah. It always seems to be nice warm inside. Like yesterday was predicted to be really sunny and it was grey and overcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yet today... Gorgeous out there. Gorgeous. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll get out there this afternoon, hopefully. Uh, yes, when we finish recording. I think it might be beer and garden time. All right. Oh, well, I'm staying off the beer at the minute. I've had um, quite a few birthdays, family stuff um, in the last two weeks. <laughs> and um, I probably never thought I'd say this, but I literally just do not want to see alcohol for at least a week. Oh, <laughs> That'll <sorry>. probably turn <laughs> into a day, but um, I can't drink anything at the minute. I've just had so many parties. Um, not parties, that sounds wild, but so many birthday parties. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm all beard up at the moment. So, you okay, so you've, you've had enough. You don't want to see I've another beer enough. for ages. No, I'm on the quaffy. I'm quaffy. on the detox. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm drinking Lucas Aid at the moment, so maybe I should have some water or something or some tea before I drink any beer. I can't drink that stuff. That's like, that's like the. Um, the Red Bull, it turns me to jelly. I can't drink those high energy drinks. I sort of, um, I feel great for about 30 seconds and then I just sort of uh, collapse in a sort of, don't know, they don't agree with me. Oh, okay. I can't drink yeah. things like, mm, yeah, Red Bull. It's not that great. Ugh. That's a bit too, bit of Lucozade. The odd Luco, I don't mind. I've got like <laughs> plenty of water going on here. I've got like a little, little table of water. I'm, I'm proper on the detox. <laughs> you are, aren't you? Yeah, big time. <laughs> Have you been up to anything Doctor Who wise? Well, I've been no, I've been very, I have been very busy. I've had a lot of, um, lot of, as I say, a lot of family stuff going on and a lot of work stuff going on. So I haven't had a lot of spare time uh, last two weeks. But um, Doctor Who magazine has popped through my letterbox this morning, ah. and uh, it's got a great cover of the delicious Ingrid Oliver on mm-hmm. the front. I'm just looking at these. Big brown eyes, Gary, that she's got, and you could almost dive into them. And oh uh, yeah, so I, I'm really, I haven't, uh, haven't had much chance to flick through it yet. But I see there's a cosplay feature this week, um, which I'm intrigued to read about because I like a bit of cosplay. We like the odd cosplay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I am looking forward to um, having a bit of a proper read of Dot Two Mag later. Cool. In the sunshine, if it's still out. Well, what about you, mate? What have you been up to? Um, not a lot, really. Not a lot. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I've watched, other than watching our review episode, I haven't watched any Who since we last recorded. No, I saw a little mm. bit of the Time Warrior, I think it was, it was on the other night, the Pertwee one. Yep. Um, I saw a little bit of that, 
uh, in between sort of doing other stuff because um, that was on the horror channel. Um, I, I sort of um, I've started to forget that Doctor Who's on. I think because I've been sort of coming in at different times, and because I was really sort of getting into watching the horror channel when I got in from work and stuff, and and um, because my hours keep changing and stuff, I'd forgotten. And the other night, I thought, oh, yeah, Horror Channel, what's on? And it's great because there's always a different Doctor on. So, you know, it's not like um, if you're in the mood for a bit of Pertwee, which it was, mm-hmm. it was great just to have, you know, a bit of Pertwee on the telly for half an hour. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I watched a bit of that. But apart from that, yeah, not much. Yeah, me either. I normally watch at least one or two episodes of something, modern yeah. or classic or whatever. But, no, just not watched any of this week. Um, we're looking at some hotels for the festival in November. Oh, yeah, yeah. Loads of hotels around the XL, around that area of London. Was it Docklands yeah. and Canary Wharf, all that stuff? And, um, yeah, there's just loads. So trying to find one that's not sitting on top of the XL, but not too far away. Yeah, because when I went to the 50th at the XL, I stayed at one right next door, which was great. I mean, it was huge, really, you know, nice big hotel. And literally it was five minutes to, to the actual uh, Excel Centre. So okay. I may look at that again. I can't remember what the price is like. But you're right, there are a few around there. Um, so it's easy to get to it. And do you know, there's loads and loads of um, YouTubers and and people who listen to the podcast that are going. It's going to be a yeah. great meetup. I'm actually, um, I'm sort of almost, I was going to say more excited than, but as excited about that. Um, meeting up with people as I am at the actual festival because um, I've had so many people messages saying, oh, I'm going to St. Dave's, you can't wait to meet up. You know, people that we chat to all the time, like the Who Addicts guys and uh, Host Productions, Ben Lett and people like that. And um, just, yeah, it's just loads of people that we sort of chat to but don't know yeah. that are going to be there. It's going to be really cool to, to meet up with everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen a few tweets, um, a few tweets on Facebook stuff with people who um, get in contact with us regularly and uh, to say they're going. And that's awesome because... Um, because that there was that uh, that whole thing, and there still is that whole thing about um, the cost of the tickets and all that stuff. And I wasn't sure how many people would be going that we would yeah. know. And but it's really cool. It looks like there's going to be a big bunch of us that day. That's going to be awesome. The, the cost has been an issue actually, because I just realised I said host productions Ben Let is going, but actually I know he's still unsure. And it is all down to the cost actually. And the yep. same with the Who Addicts guys. Um, they really didn't know if they were going to be able to afford it because they live sort of up near Middlesbrough so it's going to you know it's not just the cost of tickets getting there and like you trains said trains and stuff um, yeah. yeah hotel you know it's all this extra cost um, and uh, Tom Dix is going to be there from Epic Who as well so yep. same thing but the cost really is yeah playing a big part in it because you know chatting to these guys um, on Facebook and, and stuff and Twitter they're so up for going they so want to meet um, but yeah it's, it's not cheap it's not cheap and um, it's going to be worth it because it is going to be so good oh yeah it will be worth it for sure but yeah it was only yesterday actually um when i was just browsing through like news feeds and stuff i saw at least two two articles where um people are mentioning the cost of the tickets again and and uh, it really is a it's turned into a big issue with um with people mm. and to be honest with you rightly so i would say because um isn't a family ticket nearly 200 quid or something it is, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a that's quite a few beans there for for a, a Doctor Who day. I mean, I know it's Doctor Who and it's it's got a very big fandom and you know people are into it, but still, that is quite pricey. It is, yeah, especially yeah. when you take into all the other stuff into account. Yeah, and I I I don't know if these things make any difference. I don't know, you know, how much the BBC listened to feedback, but I hope that they have sort of got this message through that. You know, perhaps they were a bit too over the top of it because it depends. I don't know, mate. I'd, if they could justify that cost, we'll see. Obviously, when we get there, yeah. You know, if we come out of there 
And I, I, I'm, you know, I'm pretty hopeful we're going to have a great day. I'm sure we will. But if we come out of there and we say, do you know what it was expensive, but that was amazing, yep. then okay. But I, I do hope that they, you know, they can justify the cost of it because uh, fans have really sort of, um, tr- you know, really worked hard to to get these tickets. You know, yeah. if they can afford them. So yeah, I hope I hope they can. Yeah. Well, I was in when I um I was all for booking a ticket, and then the morning when they got released, and I saw the price, um, because I. I messaged you, didn't I, and said, mm. I'm not sure about this. This is a bit pricey. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of your fault that I went I was ahead like, and did what? It, you got to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. just let listeners know, I was in two minds. I was like, mm. Mm, this is a lot of money for a ticket. And it's a, it's a one day. It's not like a whole weekend thing. Because no, um, right. I've booked tickets to go to um, the Star Wars Celebration event, which is in London next year. Oh, yeah. And that was, um, I think it was just over £100 a ticket. But that's Friday to Sunday. Oh, I see. So that's do, three days worth of cool stuff. And what do you get other stuff included in that? Because very often with tickets, you'll get like, you know, free autograph from the guest or or something in a pack, you know, like a, do you, would you get anything for that as well? Don't know. Can't remember. Right. I can't remember. You do get something. Yeah, yeah there is something in there. Um, but yeah, but I would say that that's pretty good value for for three complete days. Yeah, well, if um, you think that this is this is one day and that's only thirty pounds more, yeah. and you're getting the whole, like you said, you're getting three days of, of event. Yeah, it does put it into perspective. Yeah, so yeah. it's your fault. Yeah, well, yeah, but you got to be there, mate. I'll tell you. <laughs> the thing is, I kept thinking, if you hadn't got a ticket, and you, can can you imagine being at home on that Saturday knowing that we're all there and it's all you'll be seeing all the tweets and that you wouldn't want to be at home. You you you'd want to be there. Nah, I wanted to be there. Yeah, so of I got course. a ticket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be cool. I just uh, I can't decide whether to stay because obviously when it finishes, um, I'm guessing that like a few of us will have all met up and are we gonna? I don't know. Are people going to be staying on the Saturday as well or what? I don't know how. Because I'm thinking, yeah, I, w- I want to go out afterwards as well. You know, I want to go out and socialise. But I don't know if we're going to be able to because <laughs> of the cost. I don't think I can afford to stay up in London for another night. Yeah, but, uh, just sorry. I don't know. I just don't like sort of like finishing the convention and mm-hmm. say well good seeing you bye you know got mustache got to get the train home yeah i yeah. don't know i'm going to stay up on the friday because i got a ticket for the saturday yeah um i'm going to stay up on the friday uh the friday night before because i really don't want even though the train for my for my place into london is only 40 minutes 45 minutes mm. i still don't want to have to get up that early on a saturday and get into <sighs> london and jump on the tube and all that stuff so now, especially the DRL yeah. or whatever it is, the, the, the one that goes to Excel. D, yeah, DLR, sorry. Yeah, that is um, – I have been <laughs> – I have actually been on that blimmin' thing so packed that I couldn't even get off it. Oh, really? I'm not, no, no exaggeration. When I used to live in London, I used to have to use it a lot. And uh, trust me, it gets busy, let alone when there's the vent on. Yeah. No, I actually couldn't get off it. I got to the <laughs> top. I was so sardined in. I like – people just wouldn't move. It. I was like it's trying to squeeze out. It's a nightmare. So, yeah, I definitely would recommend if you can staying up there. Yeah, yeah, I will do. Because um, it starts yeah. at nine, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah so it's a fairly early start. These things mm. normally kick off around ten. So this is an early one for nine o'clock. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm going to start the night before. Going out afterwards, don't know, dude. We'll have to play it by ear, won't we? We will. See how many yeah. dudes are hanging around after. <laughs> yes, right, yeah. <laughs> who's uh, who's at the Star Wars thing, just out of interest? Has anyone been announced? No, not yet. Oh, it's right. It's like a year away. Well, just under a year away. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. And I booked the tickets two months ago, as soon as the celebration event finished in over in the US. Mm. I think the next day, tickets went on sale. That was a couple of months ago. So I honestly can't remember and don't know if they've announced anyone yet. But 
All right. They will do. Normally a couple of months before. And is that the XL as well? Mm, I think so. All oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be the place for these events at the minute because they do the Comic Con and stuff. Not the Comic Con, they do the, they do one of the other big, big ones, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. No, sounds very good. It's all good. So, Doctor Who Festival, we'll be hooking up with you guys. It'll be good. Yeah. Good time. Very much looking forward to that, and it will soon come round because it was only November in it, so we're already halfway through the year. So yeah, we could soon pop round, won't it? Yeah, almost July. What's that? Four months away. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's all good. <sighs> anyway. Shall we land and do some news? Yes, I suppose we should. Let's do it. First up in the news this week, and um, this is kind of cool because if you've been um, if you've been into the the Titan Comics thing, these have been out for a while, haven't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, I'm yeah. sure it's been. Was it like the end of last year? Yeah, because I can remember us talking about this before they were released. Yeah, um, but yeah, as they have, yeah, been out a while now. Yeah, so um, so they're going from strength to strength. So Titan Comics have said um, that they're going to they're going to commission a whole new run of comics, which is going to be part of the year two. Um, the, the year two release of Doctor Who comics, I guess. Um, and that's not going to be next year. That's going to start this year. So September, um, the series is going to continue. Um, and we're going to see 10 and 11th Doctors. Right, nine's, nine's yeah. gone. Nine's gone. He only had a limited run, didn't he? <laughs> he did, um, yeah. And In I'm every not, sense. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not sure on the 12th Doctor at the moment. But so from September, because he was, he, his comic didn't start until... A month or so after, anyway, did he? From no, that's right. Yeah. No, it didn't. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's very cool. Um, I don't know if you guys have been reading the the Titan comics um, since they were released. I've read most of them. I still I've still got a few left to read, but um, they're they're pretty cool. They are, they are they pretty are, cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping this second year is going to be um, is going to be very cool. And these um, are the to, to clarify because there are a lot of different Doctor Who mags and comics out at the minute. These are the the US ones, but they're actually very easily available over here, aren't they? But yeah. Technically, they're the US ones because this. I remember this when we were before they came out. We were saying there was this thing that we weren't going to be allowed to buy them over here, wasn't there? Do you remember that? That's right. We were sort of yeah. saying, "Oh, well, where are we going to get them?" Um, and then they were actually. It was so we, you know, you can just pre-order them from loads of places but but, um, but they are good i actually the the knife doctor ones um are actually really decent um yeah they're, they've all been pretty good i mean like anything there's been one or two not so great but i always love the artwork on it um and they do tend to do loads of different variants for the for each issue don't they although they've kind of cut back on that now yeah. i think there's only sort of two maybe yeah two variants now not sure they've cut back on it but when they first come out like issue one two and three literally had about 10 maybe more variants for the same issue didn't it there was like the u.s there was cover. more yeah oh, there was loads yep. yeah yeah it's almost impossible to try and get them all yeah but there are some cool covers and really great artwork in these i, I like them they are cool and as yeah. yeah and those variants they're a pain in the ass they are because um because you order a few of them well i do anyway I ordered a few of them um and then i'd go into a comic book shop and see more I'd be like, mm, yeah i'll just get this other one yeah, and then a week later you'll see another variant. You'll be like, mm, "Yeah, I'll just get this one too." So I think for, I'm not sure which one it is, but I think I've got all the variants but one. I think oh, it might really? be. I think it might be 
either the first or the second edition of either the uh, the eleventh or the tenth Doctor. Yeah. I've got bloody loads of them. I think I've got like twelve of the same comic with just a different variant cover. Yeah, I would be surprised if I haven't got similar. Maybe yeah. not quite that many, but I've I bought quite a lot of the variants when they first first come out. Yeah. Yeah, I was a bit guided actually because I bought a special comic box uh, <laughs> to keep them all in. I thought, right, I'm not going to just let these get ruined on the shelf because they are really nice to keep actually. So I bought a special comic box. It was really cheap, uh, just a cardboard thing. You know the thing I mean, like yeah. they have in the shops. Yep. It was, uh, yeah. It yep. Um, and I put them in and I'd started putting them in a nice sleeve of a little cardboard backing to keep them all neat. They look <laughs> great. And then I run out of those. But I just kept putting the issues in. And the other day, because we've been moving stuff around a lot lately, um, I went to put some some in because another batch had arrived for Forbidden Planet. They'd finally sent them out. And um, somehow the ninth Doctor ones, which I hadn't got any sleeves in that for, had sort of, I can't really explain, they'd all sort of got bent in half in between the two piles. So they were sort of, because, you know, you've got like the sort of all the tenth Doctor ones and all the ninth Doctor ones. Yeah. Uh, all, the, all the eleventh Doctor ones. And I put these in the middle to try and keep them flat, but somehow, because there was space in the box, those two piles of neatly wrapped comics had crushed all the Night Doctor ones. And I was gutted because I, <laughs> oh, I was no. bringing them out, and they were all, <laughs> they were, if you can imagine them sort of bent in three, do you know what I mean? Because they hadn't yeah. been kept flat, they'd sort yeah. of just sort of curved round. Yeah, all of them. So I've actually, I've, I was going to get the iron out, but I didn't think that was a good idea. So I've, I've kind of flattened them now. Uh, with, with all the other comics I've got. So those variants have come in quite handy because they've made for a nice pile to keep them flat. <laughs> but I was a bit gutted because I've tried to keep them really neat. <laughs> a <laughs> decent know, weight. It just, did, yeah. Yeah, just didn't pay off, yeah. Oh, man. But they are great great comics, yeah. They are cool. Yeah, September this year. Cool. Year two. Year two. Right, in other news, so this is a bit of a strange one, actually. I, I was flicking through Twitter and, um, and a lot do. of... Uh, as you do. And there was these, I can't remember who posted them, but there were some pictures posted of Dan Starkey in a Cyberman outfit, which is very reminiscent of the sort of moon-based Tomb of the Cybermen, that sort of costume. The, tr- <clears> the Trouton sort of, version. Yeah, the Trouton yeah. one, yeah. So it's like he's in a sort of miniaturized, so he looks like a miniature Cyberman, <laughs> basically. And he's on the set, I'm assuming this is the Doctor Experience, because he's on the first Doctor's console uh, yeah. you know with that background and stuff with all the roundels and i was just sort of thinking you know there's sort of a lot of chat in fandom but what what are these pictures for i mean a lot of people were saying god wow you know is there going to be like a miniature cyberman in the new series is this for series nine or whatever but i don't know i mean i wouldn't mm-hmm. i would love that i mean if you if anyone's seen the pictures they are really cool there's two pictures sort of floating around of him one with one in the full suit one without the helmet and Obviously, on that set, which is great anyway, I loved the original TARDIS set. It looks cool. I mean, just it's so intriguing, and I, I'm guessing it's just going to turn out to be some sort of promotional video or something. But the costume's great. They've obviously gone to a lot of work, you know, to make it look really authentic. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking, I would love, I'd, I'd love to think it's from something from Series Nine, but my gut feeling is it isn't. But I don't know. What do you think? You, you've seen the pictures. What do you reckon? Yeah, that would be awesome if this it popped would. up in the next series. It would be so good because the, like you say, the the costume is so good. I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's an um, the 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 helmet and stuff is all like based on the original full size thing, and it's only yeah. the rest of the suit that's like the miniature version. It looks really really cool, and I'm the same as you. I'd love it if this popped up. And he looks really, he looks, he almost looks unimpressed. 
He does, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. The picture where he's just standing there and he hasn't got the, the headpiece on, he's just got the rest of the costume. He's kind of got this confused look on his face, Dan Stark. He's got this, mm. what, what's going on? Um, mm. But it looks really cool, though, and I think it is at the experience. Yeah. With the round doors and I'm all that pretty jazz. pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that looks really cool. If anyone knows like what's going on, just just drop us a, a line on Facebook or Twitter. But I'm really intrigued by it. Um, yeah, because obviously, like the the fans' theories since they come out has been brilliant. You know, of what what could be going on. Um, I don't know. See, I don't know who took the pictures. I don't know if we're allowed to share them because I would love. I'd put. I'd say we'd put them on our Facebook so you could all see them. But I don't know if we can because I don't don't know who owns them. But I'm sure you can find them. Just just Google Dan Starkey and. Cyberman outfit and have a look because uh, they're yeah. great pictures. Yeah, can't wait to find out what that's all about. Yeah, and I quite like the original Cyberman design. Yeah, me too. Although yeah. it's basically just a lot of foil and hosepipe and you know, well, they're the like basics. Pe- yeah, what's it on the arms? It's got like little, not they're not ping pong balls, but they're uh, similar, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, all up the arms. Yeah, yeah. I love the original Cyberman. I, I have to be honest, I haven't really liked the design of the Cyberman. Um, since the show come back, I haven't liked any of the new designs particularly. Um, I love the yeah. original classic look. Yeah, I like the original. The the issue that I've got with the most current Cyberman design is that it's um, it's just a, a complete rip off of the Iron Man costume from Marvel. Yeah, and it's so obvious as well. I mean, even yeah. when they were designing it, they must have, they, you know, it's so glaringly obvious. I can never understand why they went with that um, no. or made it so close to it because it and funny enough I'm actually looking straight ahead of me now as we record I've actually got a little Avengers mystery box in front of me on the shelf and I'm looking at Iron Man as we speak and if that was silver it is it's so close to it yeah um, I really don't yeah I'm really not a fan of the new new designs I'd love to see I mean I was thinking actually when we watched Adventures in Space and Time how brilliant those Cybermen looked in it, yeah, even though, yeah. you know, you remember them smoking and stuff, obviously. But yeah, that, I mean, it, they just are oh, so iconic. And um, this is a great suit, actually. I mean, I love the Monda Cybermen, but this is probably the sort of next evolution of it, yeah. the moon base and two Cybermen. And it's, um, it's a bit more simplified because they used to have that big bulky thing, didn't they, which must have been hell for the actors oh, to yeah. actually yeah. wear. They're really cumbersome. Um, and this is a sort of simplified version. So, yeah, it's very classic. I like it. Yeah, it's cool. Good times. Good times, Dan. Last bit of news. Um, so the um, our German friends, if we have any German listeners, uh, hello, hello, hello. Um, Peter Capaldi and Jenna Coleman are going to be visiting you guys um, next month. Are they? Yeah. Oh. So in Berlin, there's a there's going to be um, a Doctor Who event happening, and uh, yeah, Coleman and Capaldi are going to go over and say hi. Oh, that's good. So it's not too quite sort of, is it quite big in Germany? Um, so it's well, the popularity is growing, doesn't it, on this thing? Yeah, so it's, um, I would probably say it's, they've got quite a big following in Germany. Right. Because um, the BBC, BBC Worldwide, they probably broadcast it there quite frequently. Mm. Um, so, I mean, this is quite cool because, um, you know, although that we've not really had a moan or anything, or we've had a little rant in the last couple of months about... Um, there not being many Doctor Who events in the UK mm. and, you know, a lot of the actors and stuff going over to the US and that kind of thing, which we honestly don't mind. You know, it's not when it's not our job to mind anyway, you know what I mean? But it's, you know, we're yeah. not really too, too fussed, but um, I don't think over in Germany, they've had much at all in the way of, of Doctor Who stuff. So mm. it's kind of overdue a little yeah, bit. So, do you know what I mean? So it's not like, um, 
there's any it's not like any reason to be like oh man another one happened you know outside yeah. the UK this is yeah. quite cool because I don't think those guys have had much from the BBC in terms of events or conventions and stuff so no it's cool That's I'm just wondering cool. actually when the because I'm assuming they're still filming aren't they so they haven't wrapped on filming yet have they? no not yet no no, no. so this will probably just take a break probably probably need a break actually um, judging by the filming schedule no it'd be cool I just this just reminded me actually talking about the serious wrapping and and getting closer to our screens just um, wondered if you'd seen that that ridiculous trailer for the American US with the TARDIS yes yeah I mean yeah. not it wasn't it wasn't even the fact that it didn't show anything. I can deal with that because it's, it's just a teaser. I get it. It's just the fact that it was, I mean, I could do better than that. I'm a movie maker. It was just so bad. <laughs> just all these shots zooming into the TARDIS. I was like, what the hell is this? I don't know who produced that, but it's shocking. Yeah, I think um, it yeah. was, um, that might have been an internship yeah. project <laughs> or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to, um, I know a lot of people are saying, you know, where's the trailer? We're really looking forward to the trailer. I'm still thinking it's just a little bit early to get, you know, I'm sort of thinking more perhaps next month would be cool if we start getting little dribs of drafts. Don't want it too much because otherwise you keep getting little bits and, and it feels too, yeah. you know, it still yeah. feels too far away. So don't, I don't want anything too soon, as excited I am as, uh, for a trailer. But yeah, maybe next month it'd be cool if we get a little sneak or something would be good. Yeah, probably the end of next month, I would say. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, because especially as there's rumouring sort of September as a start date, aren't they? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so enjoy our German so, buddies. Yeah. Uh, next month, um, I'll put a link in the show notes as well if anyone are interested in the details. Um, but that should be a cool little event. Yes. Yeah. Right, so that's the news pretty much, isn't it, this week? Yeah, so dude, what are we doing this week? Well, this week, that's a good, it's a good one, actually, to do. We are doing, I just don't know what to call it, though. <laughs> the movie, the TV movie, Paul McGann. Let's just say the Paul McGann movie. The Time Lord has 13 lives, and the Master had used all of his. But rules never meant much to him. So, I stowed his remains safely for the voyage back. Because even in death, I couldn't trust him. There, that should do it. Who are you? I was dead too long this time. The anaesthetic almost destroyed the regenerative process. Yeah, right. I I'm gonna get a syringe. I'm gonna take no, no, some no, no, blood. No, 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 I don't know what's going Grace, on. Grace, here. Grace, 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 Grace. Don't you see? I have 13 lives. Please. <laughs> okay, you're trying to tell me that you've come back from the dead. Yes. No, sorry. The dead stay dead. You can't turn back time. Yes, you can. I'm not a child. Don't talk to me like I'm a child. Only children believe that crap. I am a doctor. But it was a childish dream that made you a doctor. You dreamt you could hold back death. Isn't that true? Mm. Don't be sad, Grace. You'll do great things. Mm. So where do we start with this one, buddy? Well, uh, before we <clears> say anything, <throat> I must just say I do have a bugbear that it doesn't have a title. Um, because I think I think it's really odd to just call it The Movie. Because if you say Doctor Who The Movie to me, I think of Peter Cushion. 
okay. and the Dalek stories. I, yep. I think, yeah, I just find it really bizarre that this doesn't have any title. Um, and I did look online earlier because to see if they ever sort of, you know, come up with some titles. And I did find some, and typically I've lost them. I was trying to find them while the clip was playing, <laughs> but I think one of them was like the Enemy Within or something like that. Because the um, yeah, the Enemy Within was one of them. Because the um, the studio and the you know the people that were funding it and stuff wanted a title for it you know they kept saying what's the film what's it called um and i'm amazed that they never sort of come up with something because i just find the movie really dull you know it doesn't so it's the i'm just going to call it the mcgann movie well i was under the impression that um it was just called doctor who and it was only because of logistical sake they added the movie to it yes i think you're right yeah that's it that's what happened yeah yeah so we're just calling it doctor who well, I think we should refer to it as the the movie, right? Okay, because yeah. it is a movie. Yeah, I went. All. Yeah, I was going to say, and also on the DVD, because I was thinking, okay, whatever's when I was putting on our Facebook, you know, this week we are watching, and I was thinking, what, well, what, what am I calling it? So I looked at the DVD. I thought, whatever's on that DVD cover, that's what the BBC have decided. And I always <laughs> thought it said the TV movie, but it doesn't. It just says the movie. The so movie. yeah, we'll go with that. So yeah, where do we start uh, with this one? Where do we start? So. This is a different kind of beast, isn't it? Very much so. The movie. Yeah. This is not your your average run of the mill um, Doctor Who story or production, I guess. Um, so this was back in was this the nineties? It wasn't it ninety ninety six. Ninety six, yeah. Yeah, um, and that for some reason it didn't feel it didn't feel long ago, but it actually is, isn't it? Oh yeah, it is. A, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't mean in terms of production. Obviously, the production has its has its uh, its issues, which we'll come to you later. But for some reason, when I whenever I've spoken about the movie or whatever, I've always associated it with being not that long ago. But it is nineteen ninety six. That's a fair whack. No, I, I'm um, the same. Actually, funny enough, I mean, I, I remember buying this on VHS. That's how long ago <laughs> it was because it. I think it came out on VHS the week before. I seem to remember having it early, but but um, yeah, it is. I always think of it as being sort of I don't know, sort of yeah, not that long ago, like you said. Um, and I don't know why that is, but yeah. yeah. So this is um, so this happened. So this they brought this back. Was it seven years, seven or eight years after um, Doctor Who had been well on paper but, suspended, but so mm. after Doctor Who was cancelled. Let's be realistic. Yeah. Um, in I think it was 89. So it was away for a few years. Um, again, and I thought it was away for longer than that. Why did I think that? Mm. Anyways, uh, 1989, Doctor Who disappears. Then there's rumours and rumblings and all that kind of stuff about Doctor Who returning. Everybody's getting hyped up and excited. Oh, it's not a new series or anything like that. It's a made-for-TV movie. So everyone's yes. like, oh. Um, and I think the only saving grace, really, when this was announced was probably that we were getting a new Doctor. Yeah. Which is always exciting. Um, and there was a reasonably, a reasonably famous movie star who's going to appear alongside Paul McGann. Yeah. I mean, he, he had done quite a few, he'd done a few sort of blockbuster films um, before this, hadn't he? I don't think at the time... I sort of particularly thought, oh, Paul McGann. I didn't, don't think I really knew who he was at the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, he had done a few bits. He'd done, like, Alien and 3. Uh, had he by then? I'm not sure. 
I think so. Yeah. Don't know, but it, yeah. with Nail and I, obviously, but that was a bit of a cult classic. But it's actually one of my favourite films. Just have interest. Have you ever seen with Nail and I? No. Oh, watch it. It's, it's just it's the maddest film ever. But Paul McGann's <laughs> in it. Um, a very young Paul McGann, and uh, he is a good actor. So, yeah, a good choice, I think. Yeah, I was, I, I was also referring to Eric Roberts as well. Ah, right. In terms uh, of like being reasonably, because <laughs> um, he had done a few. Mm, low budgety films but his name was definitely people knew who he was if you went yeah i dread to think what sort of low budget films eric roberts have done oh, yeah <laughs> well from my well, youth i remember a very cool martial arts movie called best oh really of the best yeah all oh, right i remember watching that a few times but i think he'd it, done a few films around that era and that budget <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um so but i think if you were in the us or canada you probably would have known his name I at see. the time, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, story is... Oh, story is really basic. The master su- Yeah, the master's yeah. supposedly dead. Um, and one of his last requests is to strangely have the Doctor transport his remains back to Gallifrey. Mm. Um, but he escapes en route and then just proceeds to try and force the force um, himself into the doctor's body so he can continue his reign of evil yeah and that's your lot really that is it yeah um and do you know what i i watched this two nights ago um i have watched it a few times but not for a while and um it, you saying about how the memory cheats with things like time and that yeah i i was actually quite surprised how that like you said little there is in the terms of story that is it it's not even like world domination or he just, yeah, it is basically all about the Doctor and the Master, yeah. um, isn't it? Him wanting to steal his eyes. And, and it never occurred to me before because that in itself is a bit of a mistake because if you're trying to, they were hoping this would sort of lead on to a future series. Yeah. And um, obviously, like, if you're not really invested in those characters, so if you're coming at it as a new viewer, which presumably there were a few, if you're not really if you don't really know the Doctor and the Master or you're not really bothered about their characters, you're not really going to be interested in this story because there isn't anything else in it in terms of, you know what I mean? There's no, there's, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's all about those sort of two, really. So if you haven't got any interest in them as a new viewer, you wouldn't, you would have switched off or you wouldn't, you know, may not have engaged in it. Uh, and I hadn't really noticed that flaw before because obviously I am invested in those characters. So it's not something I've ever really sort of thought of. It was only when I was watching it from a review point of view, if you like, yeah. that I was sort of thinking, yeah, hang on a minute, it's actually not much story here, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's that's literally the crux of the story, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that they didn't, and I'm not sure if this is because if there's some kind of um, legal reason or a copyright reason or whatever, but you would have thought that by making a, a film that that would supposedly bring fandom back on board and bring Doctor Who, you know, make it popular again so that they could launch another series, a new series. Mm. For some reason, I I kind of think that they, you know, should they be mentioning Daleks? Should they be featuring, like, the really famous <laughs> monsters from Doctor Who? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that there's no mention of any kind of, of, of his famous Doctor um, uh, monsters. It, it, it literally is just a face-off, isn't it, between the Doctor and the Master? Yeah, that is, that is pretty much the crux of it, yeah. So yeah. that part of it's interesting, because I would have thought that... Because I didn't really hold back on you know the rest of the details. The TARDIS is present, Sonic Screwdriver, um, Mr. McCoy. So the continuity is all there. 
Yeah. Um, but they just didn't reference, you know, anything else from Doctor Who's history, really, other than Gallifrey and a couple of other little snippets. But I think yeah. it was quite a sort of troubled production. Actually. I thought I was watching with the production notes and they were sort of saying that the BBC or whatever um, didn't even own the rights to the theme tunes. So they had to buy them off Warner Chapel Music. I was thinking, how does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just all these things that you just assume. Um, and I think it was the funders or something i don't know because i think all this changed a lot as they were sort of getting the movie off the ground but i know there was quite a lot of resistance to having mccoy in it and i believe it was the producer what's his name he's quite um quite involved in it, isn't it philip Segal? no not philip Segal. <laughs> <Philip Seagal. laughs> what's his name Philip's, the, uh, um yeah it's philip Segal. is it oh philip Segal. yes yeah, yeah. i just sounded wrong um but he he you know he, he obviously sort of I am assuming he's quite a fan because he sort of wanted all this sort of continuity bits in it. He wanted to sort of include quite a few things um, from the old series. Because I think the BBC wanted Tom Baker in it, from what I can understand from the uh, DVD commentary notes and stuff. Because, you know, just because they assumed he was the most popular doctor and never mind why he's in it, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but personally, um, I'm glad McCoy's at the start because it does give us a regeneration and lead into next stop. So I, I'm surprised they went with it, really surprised, because I would assume they just would want to start fresh. In fact, I'm amazed they didn't just try and do a reboot, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm really pleased, and I'm assuming that's down to, down to this, this yeah. chap, the producer, that they, you know, he said, no, 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 this is what I want to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad they did, because it does then fit in with the series, you know, or, you know, in its own way, if you like. Yeah, because we do get the McCoy regeneration, and uh, obviously we get to see him turn into McCoy. But yeah, I think for a sort of a new viewer or a casual viewer, they may have been a bit like, "What the hell's going on here?" <laughs> yeah, it's for yeah. That that's why I'm I'm kind of confused that they didn't go down the. Because I think a lot there was a lot of pressure on this, and a lot was riding mm. on it because if you were tasked with, or if you if you you know took it on, you know, as a project to bring Doctor Who back. And one of the one of the goals based on the success of this movie is to get Doctor Who back on the TV. Yeah. You would have thought that they would have pulled out all the big guns. So yeah. for the casual viewer and, you know, somebody that doesn't know, you know, too much about Doctor Who other than who the Doctor is, there's nothing in here really. After the first 20 minutes... Yeah. 25 minutes Pretty it, much, it could yeah. be a story about anybody really it just happens to be um the doctor and the master going head to head yeah you know what i mean so it is kind of strange that they didn't pull in a lot more from doctor who's history and the whole law of you know that universe but um i think they've tried the to yeah. yeah i guess i think he, not, they have tried to sort of put in some some stuff some references for the fans and um some of it's just, I mean, you, the intention is good, yes. I think, with yeah. a lot of it. There's a lot of good intention in here. Um, but I'm thinking right at the, you know, for example, right at the start, <laughs> this, I don't know, it's the sort of thing you'd write, not as a kid, but it's the sort of thing you'd write thinking it was cool, but actually when you think about it, is is not. You know, so it starts off with the master being on trial on Scarrow, and by the Daleks have got him on trial. Now, that just that in itself, just to you know uh, a doctor who fan makes no sense to the casual viewer probably 
Oh, intriguing. But, you know, why yeah. would the master be on trial by the Daleks on Scare? It's, you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And obviously we get these awful Dalek voices as well. Um, oh, they're God. actually really yeah. funny, aren't they? It it's... sounds like the sort of um, Sesame Street does the Daleks. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's cringy um, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. so that in itself is, is strange. But, but I have to say, that aside, um, I actually really enjoyed the first... 10 minutes of this. I love, I love the fact the doctor's just chilling out in the TARDIS and the, you know, the master breaking free and I, it's a nice setting. I quite, I quite like the way it's, it's done. You know, I quite enjoy the first 10 minutes and then we get into the sort of like the hospital and, and all that and things change. But yeah, I don't know. I kind of like it. I mean, I know you're not the biggest McCoy fan and he, he doesn't get a lot of lines. I mean, he's almost sort of doing a mute performance, isn't he? Um, I think he has about, five lines does he doesn't get a lot to say no you know i think he's got one line actually before he's actually gunned down um which is quite yeah it's it's done so quick isn't it it's sort of quite a severe way for him to go just to step out of the tires and be shot it does almost feel like um they just wanted him in it but let's just go have a minute and get it done that it feels like doesn't it yeah and i think i think mccoy is actually pretty good and this is going to sound weird but i think mccoy is actually pretty good in this because a lot of his acting is from his face, yeah, um, and he's just just the just the atmosphere of him being there. I think, um, in a way, it kind of adds a, a you know a, a moment of credibility to the film, yeah. Because I think so. you know what you know what happened with the um, Colin Baker regeneration, mm, which yeah. I, we all completely understand why Colin Baker didn't want to come back and film a regeneration scene, and that is completely fair enough. Um, but I think if McCoy hadn't have come back for this, it would have been very, almost impossible to tie this in with what's, you know, what had gone before. It'd be much more standalone. Yeah. yeah because, definitely. because of the whole, the production of it and how it's set and the story and, you know, the, all that stuff, it would have been mm-hmm. near impossible to, to make this canon, you know, as yeah. much as they would have tried. So I actually think McCoy is pretty good in this. I like the style yeah. of him as well. I like mm. the way he looks. He looks like a much more mature version yeah. of the of the Seventh Doctor, doesn't he? They've toned the clothes down. Um, he's got sort of a bit more crazy hair going on. Yeah, um, yeah. He looks, you know, he looks sort of more. Yeah, I like I like what they've done with it. And although he's not in it a lot, I think you're right. It's just a nice little setting for us to sort of see, you know, the Doctor's Seventh Doctor go, if you like. Yeah, yeah. That's quite yeah. cool. I think it works well. And so the TARDIS then. Um, the eighth oh. Doctor's TARDIS. Um, oh, is, yeah. yeah. Oh man, it's um, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I was going to say if they got one thing yeah. absolutely right in this, it is the TARDIS. It's gorgeous. Absolutely, yeah, love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. The whole thing. It's. I, I think the size of it helps. Mm. Um, you know, just the sheer scale. Yeah. Of everything. I mean, I know that. A lot of the TARDIS rooms where uh, the console rooms in everything else apart from this have been fairly almost claustrophobic in a way. Mm. Um, And it's not until some of the more modern Doctor Who where they've had the Doctor sort of going underneath the the console and it's opened it up a bit more and there's like a um, balcony that you can walk around and all that stuff. It does open up a bit more, but this is massive. And it kind of... To me, it represents more, more accurately what the the TARDIS room and the whole TARDIS should really be like. Yeah. Because there's no reason why um, the Doctor's 
because he spends most of his time in the t- in the console room. So there's no reason why it shouldn't be really big and vast and have everything there that he wants. Like, And the furniture as well. It's got mm. like this real old sort of antique Britishness to it. Yeah. And he's just sipping on like, you know, a cup of tea. And it's just fantastic. That part of it, when the doctor's, when Sylvester McCoy is in the chair with his feet up, he's got opera on mm. or music on or on the record player. He's sipping, you know, his little cup and saucer. That for me was just, if, if we could isolate that moment and replicate mm. it throughout this movie, it would have been amazing. Because that mm. moment there is just perfect doctor who for me yeah it is i agree it's a lovely lovely sort of way to start it i i, I agree with you tardis console just looks fantastic it's really well lit um you know because it's quite dark and i'm not a fan of you know i don't know i'm not always a fan of dark console rooms you know mm. when they sort of turn the lights down i know in the 80s it was the opposite to completely overlit, but <laughs> but it just looks brilliant the, the console that all the little gadgets on it are, are beautifully done um and i like the fact that the the sort of the sky turns into sort of like the scanner if you like when they're looking at the planets you know it's a lovely idea yeah um yeah it's just brilliant i I love the design of it and i think it's realized really well they you know visually it's just it's just brilliant absolutely love it yeah it's cool and we get to see it quite a lot as well Mm, yeah we do yeah they're back inside quite a bit so it wasn't one of those fleeting moments where um you know in some of the well they they did do it in this actual film a few times where they just there's a little bit of fan service yeah there is yeah. and um yeah. but they didn't treat the tardis as that it was a proper tardis with a, a, a it, huge it, interior yeah it feels really grand doesn't mm-hmm. it you know i was thinking of the scene where is it the master somebody bursts through the doors and it just it just feels so open and vast yeah you know and um we'll get onto it later but you know when they go in the cloister room as well oh yeah what a beautiful set and it just yeah it really does you know i can believe it's all part of the same thing i just really really like it i think they really got, did a good job on it yeah and I, actually the actual tardis prop as well as the inside i actually think the actual tardis prop which is different to what we've seen before looks great as well i mean i can't really explain it but i don't know if you know what i mean it looks really chunky really solid mm-hmm. knowing it you know don't you think i just think that yeah. looks great as yeah. well i know that might sound silly because well it's just a police box but i don't know something about it they've obviously got a new prop and it, it just looks great all the windows are sort of you know very haphazard and it's got a really chunky light on it and just yeah just the inside and the outside tardis just both look fantastic they do they look awesome yeah. um before we get on to uh, Paul McGann himself. Mm. Um, let's talk about the other cast. What did you think to the master, Eric Roberts? Eric Roberts. Well, he comes in for an awful lot of flack, doesn't he? <laughs> um, he's not great, but do you know what? Watching this again the other night, he's not as bad as I thought. Um, I, in my mind, I was thinking he was awful. I remember thinking he was a dreadful master. But do you know what? I actually found him quite enjoyable to watch. Uh, um, not necessarily great, but the humor and that kind of appealed to me the other night. I thought, actually, he's not, he's not awful. You know, he's kind of, mm-hmm. he looks like he's having fun with it. Let's put it that way. He's, he's sort of camping up a bit. Um, but yeah, bit. he looks like he's, he looks like he's having fun in the part, though. I don't think he was judging by the production notes. Cause apparently the contact lenses absolutely uh, were killing him. Um, <laughs> oh, they're huge, so I don't they? think he was actually enjoying that much actually with the sort of makeup side of it, but no, he's, He's not great, but he's not as bad as I remembered. And, um, yeah, I actually thought him and, um, is it Chang Lee, the character? 
Chang Lee, yeah. The Asian child. Yeah. Uh, what is that line? I know. It always makes you laugh. It's just so like, what the hell? Well, the nurse, uh, but, the nurse character was oh, finds it amusing as well. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, it always makes me laugh that bit. Um, yeah, they kind of work quite well together. I think is what it is. So. Yeah, I don't know. I've got really... I just don't know about Eric Roberts. Yeah. I can't really see him as the master. But in terms of this this TV movie, I think he works okay. Yeah, I think he works... Yeah, I, I'm pretty much the same feelings, really. He's mm. not... He's never going to be um, a patch on, you know, any of the actors who have played the master in the TV no. series. Let's put it that way. Um, but I think for... In in the context of this being a made for TV movie, I think it, he he doesn't do too bad. No, um, he's not dreadful. I mean, he's not. You know, he's he's being quite grand and mm-hmm. and everything. But there is some humour in there as well. He is quite yeah. sarcastic. Yeah, his humour is very sarcastic, which is quite cool and kind of unusual for the time because um, any anything that came out of um, sort of the US and Canada at that time. Um, it was still at that point where um, the the Americans didn't really get sarcasm that much. Mm. The, the humour was very still was still very um, almost slapsticky and very direct and obvious. So it was it was quite cool. That it was written that way. I'm not sure if that was the um, uh, a BBC or a British influence on on the writing. I'm not sure, but yeah. he does come across as quite as deadpan and sarcastic in his humour, which is quite cool and. I, I did find, I mean, it's not it, it's not cringeworthy to watch, put it that way, because I remember no. I've only seen this three times. I remember the first time I watched it, thinking, "Wow, this is um, <laughs> this is not amazing." Mm. <laughs> um, but when I watched it yesterday, I did think, you know, it's not that bad. <laughs> what know. do you mean, the master? The or master, the yeah, yeah, the master. yeah, the master. Yeah, I, I remember thinking, Eric Roberts, he's not that bad. No, I actually found myself quite enjoying the deadpan. I was quite surprised, yeah. Same as you. I, I just yeah. found myself quite enjoying his sort of um, dryness and, yeah. you know, and like you said, his little one-liners that are delivered so deadpan and stuff. I don't know. So I suppose the only way I could describe it is a bit of a sort of guilty pleasure, if you like, because, yeah, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't ever say it was great, but I don't know. Maybe I was just in a different mood yesterday, but I didn't, yeah, I didn't find it bad. But I do do wonder why he's a snake you know that whole thing mm-hmm. when he's like this liquid i haven't quite got my head around that because i don't know why i know he's got to escape and it sort of works quite well in terms of plotting but what is going on there why is the master a snake for the beginning of this story what what's that about because um, i've never known the master to be able to sort of do anything like that before he kind of remains a snake for the the mm. entire story really because when he's inside um the that that body yeah of the master that that ambulance guy that paramedic Bruce. his eyes his eyes are always snake eyes anyway yeah do you know what i mean so he's kind of a snake maybe it's just because it's a stereotypically evil creature i think it would be you know quite different if he was like i don't know a beaver or a <laughs> or a, a polar bear or something i don't know but yeah you know a snake is just yeah. I, I guess so, yeah. I mean, it, it works in terms of the story, I suppose. It's just, uh, I did sort of think at the start when I was watching it, you know, why, what's going on here? <laughs> like, why, why is he turned into this liquid? And yeah. How's he escaping? Because it isn't really explained or anything, but maybe maybe it didn't need to be. I don't know. But yeah. Just leave it. 
just leave, just go with it. Just go with it, man. It's a <laughs> yeah, TV just, movie. Anything can happen. Yeah, just go with it. <laughs> what about the other guys, Grace and Chang? Um, I really like Grace, actually. Yeah, I like Grace. I like, yep. like the character. I think she, um, I think she does does well in it. I think she showed potential to be. She might have got a bit annoying if she'd have been a full time companion if they'd done a series, but yeah, I think she's all right. I think she works works well. Yeah, and I think um, I thought that as well. I thought if she was to become, or if she was to go on to become a full time companion, um, that that would annoy the hell out of me, because mm-hmm. throughout this movie, although she's quite good, um, there were times where they they dipped into that romantic side of things for the doctor oh, yeah. you know the companion mm. and the doctor that was very much she was very well she essentially she fell in love with him by the end of the film um and you can imagine that if they if she would have carried on she would have just been this nagging girlfriend like always yeah. on his case sort of thing and mm. yeah so i'm glad a bit to, sort of ten know. and rose you think might have been yeah kind of cuz mm. yeah i mean maybe this is where it all stems from the whole doctor having romantic liaisons with his companions maybe it's um maybe it all lies at fault with the movie because this is where it kind of kicks off from the modern era yeah um so i don't know but i thought she was quite cool though she did a i thought the way that she played the whole um when when she when the doctor uh goes inside her car you know and after he's tried to convince her that he's not human and all that Mm. kind of stuff and he just sort of hijacks her completely really just jumps in a car and off they go and she can't get rid of him that whole scene where she's trying to figure out who he is and he's trying to convince her about where he's from and what's happening i thought that bit was all good yeah you know, she very she, she plays that very um convincingly i thought you know this she, yeah she's got a good rapport with, with mcgann i think mm. you know i think that together they work quite well i do like i mean the, the, the sort of scenes in the operating theater as well um are quite sort of it's quite horrific in a way, isn't it? I actually think the direction in this film is really good. As one of the notes I put on, I think the way the way it's directed and filmed is actually really good. You know, like the bit where he kicks off the tray. Um, and oh, it's yeah. all you yeah. know when she's actually operating on the Seventh Doctor and inserting the camera and stuff. And and the, the, there's some really great shots in this. I was thinking it is actually really nicely filmed. Like there's the bit where the master turns up at Grace's house as the ambulance driver, and the door opens and the pan- camera just sort of pans in on him. And then there's a shot of the doctor giving him a sort of slightly strange look. Is that there's you know what I mean? There's just some really nice touches in this film. Yeah. I really do like the way it's filmed yeah. um, and directed. Uh, but yeah, no, I think Grace works quite well. Um, she's good at the start. She the only bit where she sort of flanders a bit for me is when she thinks that the doctor's mad and she's sort of um, humouring him, waiting for them to sort of cut him away in a white coat. And oh, she's yeah. a little bit yeah. over the top on that. Um, I was I think I remember at the time being surprised that she didn't take up the offer to travel with him um yeah. i remember thinking oh that's unusual but i like that i like the fact that it because it would have been so cliche wouldn't it that they all go off together in the tardis and here we go yeah, you know? yeah. so i quite like the fact that the ending she's like no you know i'm not got my own life sort of thing yeah. and uh, and there is a line actually which i really like which is when she says to the doctor he's like come with me and she's like no you come with me and, he's, and it's yeah, actually the yeah. way McGann acts it, actually. It's not really the line, but McGann's like, me come with you. As if, like, that's the first time anyone's actually said to him, why don't you come with me? You know, and I like that because it's just, it's different. You know, it's sort of like, as I say, it's, it's the way McGann sells it, really. It's as if, like, you know, he's always having to sort of do the work, if you like, and someone's actually saying, 
oh, why don't you take a break? And he's like, oh, you know, I like that little scene. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I like that as well because the, maybe that has a different meaning for different people. But the way that mm. the way that I read that line and that little scene was, she was kind of saying, "What makes your life any more special or interesting than mine?" Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. That's very cool. Um, and Chang. Well, he's okay. Um, yeah, yeah, he's fine actually. Nothing. I don't have. A, yeah, I think he works again in terms of the story, and I think the actual whole cast just sort of gel quite well in their own way, and I think he fits into that. Yeah, I think he's he's fine. Yeah, he's cool. I mean, he doesn't really have. For some reason, I I thought that he was in it a lot more when I watched mm. it yesterday. I was thinking, oh, he's not in it a great deal, um, and I thought he had a, a much bigger part. But what he does do is is okay, I guess. He's, he's this, better yeah. when he's with the master, isn't he? As I say, he the, together the two of them work quite well. They've got some good lines together. I mean, there's a bit where um, there's a really nice little line where they're in the ambulance and Chang Lee, Chang Lee says something like, "Oh, you're gonna, oh, you kill me," meaning you're so funny. <laughs> yeah. And the master's like, "You want me to kill you?" You yeah. know. And they, they, I think when they're together, I actually really like both of them. Um, yeah. He's a little bit, I mean, at the start, you know, he's a bit, when he's nicking the stuff and oh, it's a little bit cringy maybe, but yeah, no, I think he's all right. I think he does good, does good job. He works well with Eric Roberts. So yeah. yeah that's all right. Yeah. Um, so Mr. McGann. Mr. McGann. Mr. McGann. Yes. Yeah. So um, let's, actually, just before we go on to him, let's just say about the regeneration then, because, okay. the, you know, because obviously it's, this reminded me a little bit of um, the Capaldi regeneration. It's kind of over in a flash. All right. Yeah. Yep. You know? After, um, so, yeah, after McCoy sat, uh, laid their gurn in for, for a few seconds and pulled yeah, these a awesome lot of faces. Yeah. yeah, it's nice actually the way they pair it up with the Frankenstein on the TV. That's a really nice, mm -hmm. again, a good sort of um, shout out to the direction. I like the way that's done. Um, that's cool. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's done very quickly. And yeah, we get McGann and he spends a little bit of time wondering who he is. We get him sort of, who am I? We get all that, don't we, on the, the mirrors and all that sort of thing. Um, but once he settles into the doctor, well, I, I just, just love McGann. I just really love McGann. I, I, I just would love to have seen more of him. Yeah. yeah. I think he's sort of, when he settles into the role, I just think he's, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank the Lord for big finish. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, for, for me, Paul McGann is up there in my top five mm. easily my fave doctors and we don't really do lists on here but he i don't know there's just something like you say once he settles into it and he just plays his socks off yeah he's unbelievable as the doctor i'd probably say yeah he's, in terms of performance this is probably one of my favorite performances of the doctor really By yeah I, I mean he's he's yeah. good i really yeah it's a very charming performance um I didn't mind it so much at the time, but watching it again yesterday, uh, day, the other day, I thought that the costume's a little bit over the top. It's kind of um, reminds me of, you know, someone's put together what they think a crazy doctor would wear, like this sort of awardian thing. But it, it does suit him. Um, but I think he's a little bit hampered by the costume and the wig. You know, um, he, he wanted to do it very much in the style of how Christopher Eccleston was, didn't he? He, wanted, he actually shaved, well, pretty much shaved his head mm -hmm. um, yeah. when he arrived on set and the, the director was horrified he's like what have you done you know so yeah. it, it is a shame that he, he's sort of under this wig um i don't know but i think yeah the performance 
from McGann is great. I think he's he's an instantly likable doctor, and you can see so much potential in him. So, like you said, thank God for Big Finish for tapping into that and, yeah. and you know and yeah. giving us some great stories with him. Because yeah, he's, he's he's such a he's such a good doctor. He's a great doctor, yeah. Yeah, really good. Really I love is. his performance in this. That's probably the thing that kind of keep keeps me watching it. Really, is, yeah, is his performance because I th- I think if it was a weaker actor and not as great um, a performance as the Doctor, I probably uh, this this comes in for a bashing, doesn't it? A lot anyway. But I think if there was somebody weaker or not as good as Paul McGann, it would have been. You know, we're talking about one out of ten. Well, a lot mm. of the time. Yeah, I don't know. I I enjoyed this quite a lot actually the other night. I have to say, I really I enjoyed watching it. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's there's a lot of issues with it. Yeah. I think they're trying hard to please a lot of different people, um, and perhaps not always succeeding with it in terms of the production. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I mean, McGann brings this up big time in terms of um, in terms of the quality of it. Yeah. 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 It's really good. Isn't it? So there are some issues with it. Yes. Let's kick off one of them. Okay. What's this whole business with the Doctor's half-human? Ah, uh, yeah. What's the crack with that? I just don't know. I just don't know. I mean, to this <laughs> day, I remember the first time I watched it going, what? <laughs> um, I, I don't know what the reason is for it. I don't know why they felt they needed to put it in. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems a strange thing because it's the sort of thing shows do when they feel they've got to freshen something up. You know, we've got to add another element in here. We've got to add, an, you know, something new. I, I just don't know why they did it in, in the TV movie. I just don't, don't know why it's in there. Um, I don't know. I, I think, I've, you know, there are fan theories that get us out of it because it kind of did, it is a bit of a sort of ball and chain around the leg of Doctor Who, isn't it? Once, because it's in there, so it's technically canon. Mm-hmm. Um, so thankfully, there's been theories that, you know, the Eye of Harmony was tricking the Master and it's nonsense and all that. So you, we can quickly get out of it. And I think I personally choose to, to, to believe that, that he's not half human, that it was... They have harmony just trying to trick the master, but it sort of does play into why Lee Chang Lee can sort of open the doors and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. it's a bit of pivotal to the plot. So I don't know. To me, it's a bit of a clangor. It's a bit of a ball and chain. Yeah, and there was there was quite a few attempts as well to explain it. Mm. Following on after this after this story, I think I think there were a couple of books that were brought out and some other bits like a comic as well. Yeah. Um, where they try to explain why the Doctor is half-human on his mother's side, apparently. Yeah. Um, and it's all <laughs> just a bit... Um, yeah, it's it's all a bit kind of wishy-washy. You know, there's no definitive answer to it. There's no... Um, and it's kind of been forgotten as well, which is a good thing. You know, over the years, yeah. they've never revisited that, which is good. There was also a line which bizarrely i've never noticed before but i picked up on yesterday where um grace is talking to the doctor about regeneration Mm -hmm. and she says um so you can regenerate into other species and he's like oh yeah i know i just choose to be a human i've never ever noticed that line before and so i wrote it down because i was thinking do what (laughs) the doctor can regenerate into other species so i'm glad i'm glad that that 
I'm just going to brush over that as well because <laughs> you know that would suggest the Doctor could regenerate into well. Uh, hang on a minute, maybe that ties in with why the Master's a snake. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to get into it. It's a can of worms. <laughs> it's a massive can of. Something. It's a massive can of worms. Yeah. So there are these little sort of things that they've thrown in that um, they just I don't know. They just don't need to be there, and I don't I don't know. Yeah, there are some other cool little touches though. Mm-hmm. Um, the when they're in the ambulance and. Um, uh, uh, Chang has to sign for him. Puts his name down as John Smith. John Smith, cool. yeah, yeah. We get to see a Sonic. I like the noise it makes as well. That's cool, um, actually. Bizarrely. Yeah. And I love the TARDIS um, kit, kit bag. Uh, what, what's it called? Oh, the the medical bag. Yeah, the, the bag of all his Sonics. Because that is, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's really nicely made. It, it is, I, th- I think we see, yeah, the Peter Davison era, that's what I'm trying to think of. They sort of had one, that's it. which yep. slightly resembles that, but this is a really nice sort of um, sort of earthy feeling sort of look to it. It's, it's great. I love that little kit bag. Well, it's, a, yeah. it's based on a, on a classical doctor's equipment bag. Yeah, yeah. And it's really nice because, it, yeah, it's got loads of cool stuff inside. Yeah, it just looks, I just would love to have a replica of that. It's, it's great. Yeah, really nice little touch. Um, one thing we haven't mentioned, which I know we both love about this um, movie, is the music. Ah, yeah, the score, yeah. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's great score. It, it is a great score. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, we'll come on to the theme in a moment, but ah, the yeah. actual, um, the actual, yeah, the music throughout the movie is, um, it's got this really nice mix of, uh, it's it's difficult because I'm I'm assuming that there wasn't a great deal of budget um, for this, so it it doesn't really have that really big orchestra feel to it that we have now. Um, but it does have this really cool kind of modern um, modern uh, feel to it, but it's mixed in with this really grand organ style stuff, oh, yeah, and it just great. works. It works so well. It's really really good. Yeah, and I think. Maybe the fact, like you said, it's not so big band is a plus because I can imagine if you had sort of like the full orchestra and the full budget, it might have turned a bit sickly. Do you know what I mean? A bit too um, over the top. And I can really imagine that. So I I love the fact, I don't know, somehow it's just perfect. It just really works well with the film. And yeah, I love all that big grand, the build up at the end. I mean, that that bit with the countdown, the master, the music, like I said, the build up of the organ music at the end is just brilliant. I love it. And I love the little, the subtle bits as well. There's a really nice bit of, it's a little bit 80s, but I love it. Um, When the doctor's, looking for his costume there's like this nice little interaction between him and it cuts to chang lee looking for his bag and there's this very nice sort of little beat going with some music sort of echoey harps and it's lovely Mm -hmm. really really good really good soundtrack yeah really good and i like the the build-up for uh, the scene the regeneration scene as well with the frankenstein on the tv yeah the the whole regeneration thing the music's good for that as well it's um it starts to thunder along and pick up pace and and it's also really suspenseful as well. Like the scenes mm. with the master and stuff, it's all really good. Yeah, it is good, yeah. Yeah. I was wondering how the master got in the TARDIS. That was one of the notes I put. That was a bit lazy. Because he's just sort of in there, isn't he? When when Chang Lee enters the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Master's in there. I think, well, what's he doing? How did he get in there? <laughs> yeah. But you know, not a big not a biggie, but yeah. It doesn't burn my bacon. I've been waiting for you to reuse that saying. <laughs> um, I, had a, I had a funny comment actually on on Twitter. Um, I think um, 
somebody, one of our US friends actually, was listening to our podcast in the car and sent me a message or sent us a message afterwards saying, what does bone my bacon mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I had, to, I had to say, no, 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 burn. Burn's my bacon. Burn's and it, my bacon. And he's like, ah, oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. I love, love that phrase. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the music anyway, is awesome. Music is awesome. Cool. Yeah. And uh, another note I made, actually, I should have said this when we were talking about Grace, is um, when we do get to the climactic ending, um, mm-hmm. she turns evil. She's just got these sort of dark contact eyes in. She looks great. She looks like something out of an 80s horror, and I love it. And I just think it works really, really well. I, I like Evil Grace, you know. I think uh, mm-hmm. Daphne Ashbrook, is that her name? Daphne Ashbrook? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think she does that really well. So um, I'll give her a bit more credit for that uh, in her yeah. performance. Um, yeah. So and we get the Clockwork Orange eye-opener thing as well, which is, again, a really nice design um, when McGann's chained up. Oh yeah, yeah, that looks very which cool. Is good. Yeah, yeah. Again, it fits all nicely. In fact, the, the style of the let's say the style of the film is actually pretty good, isn't it? The sort yeah, of, you know, there's definite effort going into this, um, and I think that's the thing. Actually, one of the reasons I do enjoy this, despite all its faults, is that I do feel that the people making it have tried really hard. Mm-hmm. I, I yep. do think that comes across on screen. You know. Um, that yeah, they got bits wrong, but they they also got a lot of things right. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, they they did. You can tell that a lot of a lot of effort's gone in to try and make it, you know, the the best that they can do. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's a it's a it's a different take, isn't it? It's a different approach, and if you think about it, back in the day, um, what else were you going to do? Well, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm I'm glad it was made. I. <laughs> I would have been interested to see, had it led on to a series, I would have been interested to see where we went. But that comes back to McGann, because I would just love to see more McGann. So if we had got more, I think I think I can sort of imagine how it would have gone, judging by this. And I don't think it would have been terrible, but it would have been different. Yeah. Um, it just wouldn't yeah. have quite been Doctor Who. But yeah, yeah but I would have been interested to see more McGann. Mm, yeah, and the, the one thing, as well as the big finish stuff... Um, the one thing that also makes me just wish that we'd have had a bit more of McGann on TV mm. is when they brought out the the mini episode online, Night of the Doctor, for the fiftieth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, watching that, he's just even though it's probably been, I'll say probably even though it has been a long time since he would have played the Doctor on screen, um, he's just straight back into it. Yes, you know? yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, Again, he, that's even though that show, it's only what is it, ten minutes? Not even that. Yeah, it's uh, not even that, is it? I always think it's longer. It's uh, yeah. yeah, it's just under seven minutes, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah, even in those short minutes, he's just so good. He's so good, and I, I think, oh, it would have been very cool to have seen a bit more of him, um, actually on screen. So, but the big finish stuff is awesome. So, it is. Yeah, yeah, he's done a fantastic job on big finish, and um, I don't know. I have a feeling. Well. I think we, we may see him again someday. I, I just think... One day. One day. <laughs> I haven't said that for a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I could always... I could... Yeah. I could always enjoy some McGann Doctor. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. So overall, I have to say, overall, I did enjoy watching this the other night. I did. Uh, it, I found it quite an enjoyable little story as a Doctor Who fan, despite okay. all the faults. But I do think a lot of it comes down to McGann. McGann. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Scores on the doors. 
Okay. Uh, I think it's you this time, buddy. Is it me? Yep. Um, yeah, well, because McGann shows great promise, um, I'm going to go for... I, I really enjoyed it the other night, actually. I, I might be going a bit high here, but I'm going to go for an 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed watching it. I, I just Yeah, I know it's got its faults and... <laughs> And, and everything, but I, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm going to go 8 out of 10. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to go with um, a 7. 7. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking initially, um, I was thinking around a 5 or a 6. Really? Yep. But then after watching it again, um, I, I did actually think, do you know what? There's nothing to I, – I know a lot of people dislike it. And it does have issues, it does have problems, and it's nowhere near perfect, and messes are something, you know. <laughs> but, however, it's still an enjoyable, a fairly enjoyable watch for a Doctor Who fan. Yeah. There's a lot to like about it. And although it's not perfect, it's still good. The music's great. Um, Paul McGann is just amazing. And, yeah, I think maybe the production lets it down as well. I think a lot of people kind of shy away from, because it's got that typical 90s, American do you know what you know when like Star Trek the next generation was out and all that stuff it's got that very soft focusy yeah low quality NTSC feel to it which I think you know turns a lot of people off but if you can look past that and in, and just enjoy you know some of the good things about it I think it's um it's a it's a, a fairly decent watch yeah I think yeah. it's yeah exactly I think it's a decent watch it it tries really hard um they've tried to put lots of stuff in for the fans, um, maybe they tried a bit too hard, you know. Um, but yeah, overall, I just find it an enjoyable watch. Not perfect, but but certainly not bad. Certainly not bad at all. No. And life is wasted on the living. Yes, it is. What is yeah. that line? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, there are bits that I shouldn't enjoy, like that, which I do. <laughs> you know, yeah. There's loads and loads of things in there to enjoy. I think that's why. Yes. Yeah. So what did our listeners think then? What did our listeners think? Um, we had loads for this one, actually. Yeah. Didn't you guys we? went loads nuts. Yeah. You guys have... The, the the comments that you guys have put on, you definitely had your Weetabix that morning. Yeah. Um, so how are we going to get through these, right? Um, <laughs> right. Let's, right. So Nick Gill. Um, hated at the time of release, um, as it was so far removed from the Doctor who had grown up with. Retrospectively, it's not so bad. Fits better with um, with the styling of the rebooted series. Provides a good bridge between the two. Yes, I agree with that. Which is yeah. spot on comment. Yep. Mm. Um, Matt from Who Addicts. Um, because I missed. Um, actually, I'm going to come back to that one. Um, but anyway, he we wanted to put a quick review on for Time and the Rani that we did last week. Um, which I can't read all of it, but thank you very much, Matt. You gave it a two out of ten, Time and the Rani. Um, but for this for this uh, review, um, uh, see, but anyway, on a better note, the TV movie. Uh, I find this quite underrated. Yes, it's over the top at times, and the martyr spitting acid and turning into a snake is awful. Um, <laughs> some small continuity errors irritate me, like the Doctor being part human. Yeah. Um, but as a one-off movie, it isn't that bad. Paul is great in it, and Grace is not a bad companion. Call it a guilty pleasure, but I like it. Seven out of ten. Okay. Uh, Epic Who? Uh, is that Tom Dix? That's Tom, Hi, yeah. Tom. Uh, I love the TV movie. It may not be the best thing ever created, but it did fill a hole. I can only imagine what it'd been like to see the Doctor return on, on TV after so long off air. Uh, the main thing I can't ever enjoy when watching is the American Master. 
He just did not work at all. If anything, I like to forget he ever happened. All in all, I really enjoy it, but I'm glad they never picked it up for a full series, as I can't imagine America could pull Doctor Hoff, could pull Doctor Who off for a full series. Uh, brilliant performance by the brilliant Eighth Doctor, Tom. Some good comments there, Tom. Yeah. Um, Michael Taylor. Um, I can't read all of it out because you really did go to town. Um, but you did say, um, I came to this after binge watching the whole reboot and thought I would hate it. However, the opposite is true. Um, then he goes on to say, um, uh, I think uh, Roberts was phenomenal. The master needs no explanation. Thank you very much. Um, now, good day to you, sirs. In all honesty, an 8.5 from me and a mm. definitive recommendation to watch, especially for somebody new to who. Mm, um, okay. Not the Weeping Angels, not the girl who waited. Um, this is a must chapter zero to the whole new Who resurg uh, regurgence. Thanks, guys, and keep up the good work. Cool, thanks. Uh, Andy Frank Allen, Mr. Andy. Mr. Andy? Uh, ah, Mr. Gary. Uh, you know, when it came out in 96, it was a great moment. It carried a sense of triumph with it, um, a feeling that Doctor Who was finally coming back. Alas, once that initial excitement died down, the cracks began to show. Um, it's Americanized Who. Uh, McGann is great, but over 20 minutes is wasted on McCoy's Doctor and setting up the regeneration, creating a very schizophrenic feel to the film. Uh, in so many ways, it's how not to bring back Doctor Who, and uh, clearly people like RTD were paying attention. Still, it gave us the first romantic modern Doctors. Not too sure if that's a great thing. Oh yes, and loved the TARDIS interior, and Eric Roberts wasn't, uh, isn't awful as the Master. Thank you, Mr. Andy. Uh, Stu Gee. Uh, it's not the best script. It spends too long focusing on the after effects of the regeneration, but there is a lot to enjoy. Uh, the regeneration sequence itself is brilliantly done. Grace and the Doctor have real chemistry, and the TARDIS interior is a visual delight. Uh, sure, Eric Roberts' camp as the Master and the Dalek voices are silly, but overall it's a pleasure to watch. <laughs> Although why Grace turned down travelling with the Doctor is anyone's guess. Hmm. Yes. Uh, and then Michael Taylor jumped in very quickly to reply to say Grace turns down the Doctor because the movie was to serve as a starting point for a new series. If it had been picked up, then Grace would have become the latest companion. Alas, it was not to be. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Seligman, good movie, but not great. The script wasn't brilliant, but the Eighth Doctor was. Some great lines in the movie, in the movie and I really liked the Jelly Baby part. Uh, once again, I would like to say that Paul was great in this and he turned out to be one of my favourite Doctors. So uh, he gave the Doctor 9 out of 10 and the movie 7 out of 10. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I think that's good, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lewis Palmer, uh, the TV movie is a bit Marmite. Uh, some people love it and some loathe it. I'm in the middle. I think it's way too Americanized, and it really doesn't feel like Doctor Who. But having said that, Paul McGann is fantastic and the TARDIS looks great. It's hard not to get excited when you see the TARDIS go right up to the camera in the titles. He gave it 6 out of 10. Yeah, which reminds me, actually, we didn't talk about the theme. You, you did mention it earlier. Did, do you like the theme on this one? Um, I prefer it to the McCoy theme. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's no surprise. <laughs> um, but it's okay. It's just very basic. It kind of reminds me a bit of Superman, that intro. Yeah, I don't know why. The early Superman movies. Um, but I do love the TARDIS coming towards the screen and stuff. I think that's really nice. Yeah, it's yeah. quite cool. Yeah, the theme's okay. Yeah, yeah it's all right. Um, our good friend Cousins, 2019. Hey, Cousins. Uh, love the TV movie. It's got a great plot to it. Love the 7th to 8th Doctor's regeneration and the 8th Doctor's TARDIS. I don't mind Eric Roberts as the master. I love when the Doctor gives the policeman the jelly baby. Uh, he went right up there with a 9.5 out of 10. 
Oh, yeah. He likes that one. Jay, mm. Jay Kent. Hi, Jay. Hi, Jay. I love the TV movie. It was a shame not to see any more of the Eighth Doctor in action, but this was a fantastic introduction, even if the regeneration looked a bit off. Also, uh, plus 10 points for, slim mast- for Slime Master. <laughs> a strong 8 out of 10. <laughs> slime Master. Yeah. Love it. Um, uh, uh, we had Greg Toby. Uh, good film, but not a good Doctor Who film. Uh, would have been better if it had started with McGann. Uh, he's brilliant in this, but I prefer him in the big Finnish audios. Uh, lovely casting, but I'm not too sure about Eric Roberts as the master. Uh, the soundtrack is an absolute joy to listen to, and the acting in this is superb. Not really a fan of the hospital scenes, though, but uh, does give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Uh, we're almost done with these, I promise. Uh, Matthew Gibson, Duxbury. Uh, 7 out of 10. It's okay as a, doc- as a Doctor Who story. Uh, a bit better as a love story. And overall, looking back on this one, it's a nice bridge between uh, New Who and Classic. Um, but what I guess is the point is no one even cared about it um, lasting for me. And the best thing about it is the Eighth Doctor, who is a nice mix of new and old Doctors. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Mm. Uh, Fionn Walsh, really like the movie. Uh, really like the movie. Paul McGann is brilliant. It was amazing to meet him in real life. Uh, first Doctor Who DVD I owned was this movie. Really like it. Eight and a half. Cool. Um, Melissa, Melissa Murphy, uh, Eric Roberts, as well as anything makes my my movie awful. I like Paul. I'd watch it again just because it's the Doctor. Mm. Uh, George Coppen, very enjoyable. Everyone, uh, very enjoyable. Everyone does a brilliant job, and I would like to see Eric's master in some big finish. It's interesting. Mm. Uh, seven out of ten. Uh, Stuart Stockrin, dreadful. Too <laughs> Americanized. The master is crap. The whole human doctor idea thing is just what the hell. Uh, Grace is unlikable. Titles are far too long. And what was that regeneration about? That should be the master's regeneration. And the Sylvester McCoy's doctor final words is just as bad as Colin Baker's. The only good thing is the end because it's over. Oh, one, out, one out of ten. <sighs> Harsh. Stuart, what? you went there, buddy. <laughs> with the one out of ten. <laughs> what are McCoy's last words? Um... Because Colin Baker's a carrot is carrot juice. Yeah, Colin's. Uh, sorry, uh, McCoy's isn't on the operating table. Um, Puccini. Uh, something about a clock. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Devin Baker, uh, you have reviewed three terrible episodes in a row. The movie is terrible. Messes up everything. Three out of ten. Go. You wait till next week. We're really sorry, Devin. <laughs> We're really sorry. <laughs> we uh, thought this was good yeah. uh, Jeff Waddle McGann 9 hey, out of Jeff. 10 Eric Roberts 4 out of 10 the movie 5 out of 10 don't have a clue what went on and we'll never rewatch it to find out <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> uh, and to finish off very short and sweet <laughs> um, Yanto Williams uh, two words American TV Oh, and that's your lot. Oh, that's your <laughs> lot. alright um, I got a few on geeks I'll just rattle through these um uh, got to John Gernhill just says fantastic story Callum Johnston uh, I love it as we got to see more of the effects of regeneration and the aftershock he gives it an 8 out of 10 so he agrees with me Matt Kelly Eric Roberts almost singly, single-handedly ruins the entire film <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening Eric oh, Matt's not a fan but you know we, we thought he weren't too bad uh, Lee Collins uh, he's got um He's got the autograph, the Doctor and the Master's autograph in his collection. Yeah, Lee Collins has got the <laughs> regeneration set, and he's got uh, both McGann and Eric Roberts to sign it. Very oh, jealous of that. Nice. Uh, 
Andrew Wu. He says, great doctor let down by a bad plot and terrible master. The they sh- regen should have occurred at the beginning mm-hmm. and more character development was needed for Grace and Chang Lee. Okay. Um, yeah, I think maybe they were just hoping they'd get to do that later on, but I know what you mean. Uh, Katie Shawcross, she said this was her first introduction to the Doctor and she loved it. It was favourite for years as a kid as well. Um, let's have a look. Fraser Lockley. Fraser, you left some, a brilliant com- comment. But it's, it's, uh, it's far too long for me to read, but I will just skip through it a little bit. Um, do check it out on Geek Sandbag because he's got some great points here. Uh, he says he really enjoyed the TV movie. I think began as perfect casting. And if I'm honest, it refreshed my interest in Doctor Who again. The TARDIS interior was some fantastic as was McCoy's handover. Uh, He says, on hindsight, the fact that it was never picked up for a series was perhaps a good thing in the long run as it prolonged the vacuum left by the 89 cancellation. So, yeah, I I think I agree with him. I'd I'd love to have seen more McGann, and I'd like to see what they did with it, but I agree with him. I think it it needed that rest to come back. Ryan Anthony, now I know Ryan (laughs) was, was really desperate to comment on this one, so he says, where do I start? What an incredibly bad movie. Ryan, what? (laughs) Doctor Who is an English show, so for American production to be involved, it's not the best for me. The plot had potential but was wasted. It goes over the top. The master is a weird snake thing, for goodness sake, and then the (laughs) doctor can suddenly walk through windows. It clearly lacks consistency with the series, and due to how bad it gets, it shows how desperate they were to get something doc two out there for the fans but frankly i'd rather have no material at all that this all ryan i can't agree with that um on the bright side the 10 minutes with mccoy was good as was the awesome tardis set and i can't fault mcgann's acting but unfortunately three things isn't enough for me to be impressed by it he's given it a 3.5 out of 10 oh dear ryan oh dear Okay, quickly moving on. (laughs) Thomas Andrew Evans, he says, I love the TV movie. I personally thought that McGann played the Doctor absolutely amazingly. And I think if we had a few series with him, he could have potentially become a lot of people's favourites. I do agree with that. I love the Jelly Baby scene and thought Eric Roberts was an astonishing master. Nine out of ten. Whoa. Wow. I like that one. Yeah, he liked it. Jonathan McEwick. It's obvious that the writers didn't know what they were doing with the source material and the characters like the master and the way they practically kicked poor old Sylvester McCoy out the door (laughs) (laughs) at the five minute mark. (laughs) It's just insulting to him. Oh dear. I'm I'm sorry to laugh. It's just the thought, just the way you've written it. But however, I like the ape doctor in this film. I have to commend the fact that they tried to make Doctor Two like the Brits, but it was just made the wrong time. Um, I always suppose it's not as bad as nowadays compared to the new series to classic fans, but it's still like the TV movie. They kicked him out the door after five minutes. Well, he got a little bit of it. I'm sorry. I kind of messed up your comment there, Jonathan, but I think we got the gist, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and finally, oh no, so I've got two more, but Harry Westergaard, incredibly flawed, but incredibly fun. Uh, the main flaws are with Eric Roberts as the master, <laughs> who I feel is the worst master to date, but it does have a lot of good things to offer. The soundtrack is fantastic. The TARDIS set, both the box and the console, is beautiful. And Paul McGann is a fantastic doctor. Uh, thanks to Big Finish, is one of my favourites. The movie does have a lot of issues, but you can tell that they were trying their best. And in the end, it's not as bad as its reputation states. Um, and a lot of people agreed, Harry. He's got quite a few thumbs up for yep. that comment. I agree with a lot of that as well, Harry. Yeah. And finally, our friend Helen Jones. Hello, Helen. 
Uh, she's left a lovely, really long comment, and I'm just going to give you the gist of it. She says she has very mixed feelings about the Doctor Who movie. Paul McGann is one of the best Doctors, and Eric Roberts is most definitely the worst master. She loves Paul McGann's outfit, um, but she says, what the hell is going on with the Terminator master? And how bizarre... <laughs> It is bizarre homage to the Rocky Horror <laughs> Picture Show at the end. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the bit where he comes down in the big cloak, doesn't he? That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, she loves the character of Grace, <laughs> um, and and Chang. The TARDIS itself was incredible. I'm so glad that elements of that version seem to be creeping back into the design since Peter Capaldi took over. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, other thoughts: No to half human. No to kissing, and no to Snake Master. But to finish more positively i didn't hate it as much as i did in 1996 and it gave us the paul mcgann as the doctor which to awesome big finish audios and night of the doctor i will be forever grateful so yeah so she yeah. likes it a bit more now yeah ah some great so comments lots there. of thoughts going on there and i love it thanks thanks guys for all your comments it's you know, good, bad, it's just brilliant to get your views, and I love them. And even when I'm laughing at them, I'm laughing at it in a good way because it just, yeah. I just, yeah, I just love hearing what you guys think. It's great. Yeah, that's the best part of the show for us yeah. is your comments. It's really cool. So we thank you muchly. We do. So what are we doing next week, buddy? Well, who was it who <laughs> said that we've done some bad, some bad ones on a trot? I think it was Devin uh, Baker. Devin, yep. yeah, Devin, I don't know what you're going to make of this, but next week we're doing the Colin Baker story, Time Lash. Time Lash. Time Lash, which, um, oh my word, well, hmm. well, I, just, I better not say too much because I don't want to ruin my view, but let me just say I haven't watched this for a very, 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 very <laughs> long time. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't know. It might be great. I can't remember. I just, yeah, I haven't watched this for a while. Yeah, I've seen it yeah. once. Um, and um, <clears throat> it's going to be a good one next week. <laughs> it's going to be a good one, yeah. I would say. Yeah. And <laughs> on that note, I think we're going to wrap. Yeah, I think we should. So thank you for joining us for episode 47. 47, yeah. <laughs> it's been very, very cool talking through. I've been really looking forward to doing this um, this review of the movie. I'm not sure why. It's just, I think it's just something different to talk about. And um, I think we can talk about it for a very, very long time. Yeah, definitely. I, I made loads and loads and loads of notes watching this. And um, yeah. yeah, I'm glad we did it because I, I thoroughly enjoyed this the other night. Yeah, much more than I thought i would mm -hmm. i mean i thought it was okay but yeah i really enjoyed it Me too. Um, and we brought it forward because someone pointed out we were going to do this later in the year and then we realized that the new series will be on then so we brought it forward and it's closer to when it actually went out isn't it which is uh, how many years ago too many more too than many. i want to acknowledge yeah yep. so yeah i'm glad we did it and I enjoyed it very cool and thank you yeah thank you so much for your comments you guys really um had some strong feelings on this one so mm. it was good uh, so next week we'll watch out for the post on Facebook next week we're going to be doing Time Lash so we really Time look Lash. forward to Time your Baker. comments yeah. last week's trivia we asked you where is Sister of Mine and the answer was inside every mirror oh that's a creepy thought isn't it it is very creepy yeah and we had um, uh, Kieran Knight 
Matt from Who Alex Reviews. You jumped on Twitter and gave us the answer to that. So thank you very much. Uh, question for this week is the Sycorax had control of people with which blood type? Ooh. The Sycorax had control of people with which blood type? Big red button. Do big, like red button. big red button. Yeah. So uh, just jump over to Facebook or Twitter, give us your answer, and uh, we'll hopefully read a couple of those out next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking of Facebook and Twitter, if you head over to the website, um, bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk, um, you can see all of the previous episodes that we've done, plus there's links there, so you can jump over to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, some other bits and pieces. You can give us a like and a follow, and keep up with the convo that happens yeah. in between episodes, I guess. That's it. Yes, and also check out Adam's uh, YouTube channel, The Geek's Handbag. Geek's Handbag, yeah. Um, you will not find um, much better Doctor Who review stuff than Adam's channel. Oh, cheers, mate. Very, very cool stuff. Yeah. And Saturday, this that limbing convention video finally goes out. It's uploaded. It's actually done. It nearly killed me, that video. <laughs> and I don't know why, because when you watch it, it, you'll probably think, well, what, what's so difficult about it? I don't know. It just took me forever, but it's finally, it's done. I can't do any more. I, I keep watching it thinking, oh, I should go back and do that. But no, I've got to leave it. It's done. And it's up this Saturday. And I am, I am pleased with it. So yeah, check that out on cool. Saturday. The Geek's Handbag. Check it out. Yeah. Until next week, have a great time. My name's mm-hmm. Gary. My name's Adam. And Alonzi! Alonzi!